Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pediester Screen Guild players in Saturday's Children. I don't know that it's so unusual. There are millions of people who live like we do, uptown in New York. And it's not the swellest place in the world, but I wouldn't say it was the worst. At least you're always in touch with your neighbors, like the Jensen baby. And Mr. McReady. Oh, shut up! That morning was a little different, though. A Monday morning when I was starting a new job at Martin's Mail Order Company, where my dad had been working for 16 years. Doesn't start a job every morning, so of course I was getting a lot of suggestions from Mother. Bobby, you better wake your father up. This morning at least he could be on time. And my sister Flory, who lived with us. Kids, take my advice and wear something slinky. Who knows when the boss's son might walk in? And my sister Flory's husband, Willie, who also happened to live with us. Bobby, it ain't fair you should look so pretty. Some guy might fall in love with you. And if you fall in love, you'll marry him. And you shouldn't do that to someone you like. Dad was the only one who didn't tell me what to do. In fact, he hardly said anything until we were walking down to get the bus. I guess we're a little late, Bobby. Well, aren't you always? When we get to that next lamppost, we'll have to run for it. Oh, there's the bus at the corner now. Oh, what did I tell you? Come on. Hurry up, Dad. Hurry. Oh, Dad, we missed it. Yeah. The first time I've missed that bus in 16 years. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have slowed you up. After this, we'll start running one lamppost earlier. <laughs> that ought to do it, I guess. Oh, one bus more or less. What's the difference? I feel so wonderful this morning. Honest, isn't it a beautiful day? So what? You won't see much of it from your desk. Only the unemployed can really enjoy a day like this. Well, what can we do to get fired? We can miss the next bus, too. <laughs> oh, Dad, I thought you'd be so happy having me go down to work with you. No, I feel pretty terrible about it. You do? Why? Well, I'm not very important down there at Martin's. Twenty bookkeepers, 19 of them wearing brand new eye shades, and your father still wearing the same old one. Oh, Dad. Well, I don't care about that, but you're the only person I ever wanted to impress. Now you'll find out that your dad is no glamour boy. Oh, he is to me. Oh, come on, darling. Here's our bus. Martin's mail order house, that's where I met Rims. It happened that very first afternoon. I'd run into some trouble with one of the orders, and one of the girls, Gertrude Mills, was helping me out. Uh, you see, we do a lot of business in South America, so sometimes you'll find these orders in Spanish. Oh, you'll find me in a faint. I can't read Spanish. Yeah, I know. So I sent for the interpreter. Who's that? Rims Rawson. Oh, here he comes now. 
Hey, it's almost five. Time to quit. Oh, look, excuse me. i got to get my face on straight. I, uh, I, I beg your pardon. Uh, did you have a Spanish order to be checked? Uh, yes, here it is, Mr. Rawson. Well, let's see. Uh, what's his glasses for? Uh, uh, it's okay. They check. Well, uh, thanks for helping me out. Oh, don't mention it. Uh, you know, uh, we do a pretty big trade with uh, South America. Uh, you, you, you're sure you don't have any more Spanish orders? No, I don't think so. I... You know, sometimes they get stuck together. Really? Oh, well, I was quite sure I had all the... Hey, it's ten to five, Bobby. You better start washing up. But we don't quit till five. Why all the hurry? Why not? <laughs> Listen, kid, if you don't hurry, you'll be washing on your own time. <laughs> Yeah, sure, I'm glad to get out of that dump. Oh, it will feel sort of good to get home. Hey, Bobby, what do you do nights mostly? Oh, a book, a movie, now and then a concert in the park. Concerts? Well, what kind of men can you meet at a concert? Either they got hair down to their shoulders or no hair at all. <laughs> Listen, the Martin Employee Social Club has a bowling party at the casino tonight. We have one every Monday night. Why don't you come? Well, I I don't go in for bowling. Well, who goes in for bowling? They always got a lot of men, all shapes and all sizes. Oh, Miss Halliday, Miss Hey, it's Rim Watson. Hello, Rim. Hello. Um, Miss Halliday, uh, can I have a word with you, please? Well, of course. Well, who's company and three is the fifth will. Uh, Rims, I'll see you at the bowling tonight, huh? Uh, good night, Bobby. Mr. Rawson, did you want to speak to me? Oh, say, I, I almost forgot. Your father said to tell you not to wait. He's got to work overtime. Oh, well, that's too bad. Well, thank you very much. Oh, not at all. Um, uh, are you walking up or down? Oh, I'm going up to the corner and bus stop. Oh, uh, do you go home by bus? Oh, yes, the one that turns up Riverside Drive. Oh, that's the way I like to travel. Really? Yeah, it's uh, cleaner, no crush. Of course, it may be a little slower. Oh, you're absolutely right. Well? Well, good night, Miss Hallaby. Good night? Aren't you... Oh, the bus is how I like to travel, but the subway takes me right to my door. Uh, good night. Uh, see you tomorrow. Or maybe tonight. Hmm. I wonder how that bowling party would be. Was I surprised, Miss Halliday, when when you showed up for the bowling tonight? Oh, was I surprised when you asked to take me home? Oh, it's uh, right on my way. I, I take the 7th Avenue subway every Monday night. It makes such good time. Mm-hmm. The 8th Avenue makes pretty good time, too. Well, of course, the station is kind of far from the bowling alley. Uh, maybe I, I should have called a cab. Oh, uh, that, that's silly. People like us only take cabs when we're being married or rushed to the hospital. Yeah, emergencies. Still, it... Uh, would have been a great night for a drive. <laughs> yeah. An open car. I had a car once, about seven years ago. An open car. No top, no running board, no windshield, no cylinders. Oh, oh well. Well, here we are. This is where I live. Oh, don't go in yet. Uh, let, let, let's talk a while. I, I mean, about you. Uh, tell me about yourself. Well... To begin with, I'm 21. Well, your father told me 19. Oh, he always adds two years to mother's age and takes two years off mine. <laughs> no, I'm 21. 
and I wear glasses when I read. Oh, I must say you're pretty straightforward about it. Will you be that honest when you're 30? Oh, no, sir. <laughs> By then, I'll be using Dad's arithmetic. Say, you certainly are an honest gal. <laughs> you said that before. Well, a miracle like that is worth repeating. You're one girl in a million. Of course, I'm exaggerating. I hope you are. Well, you wouldn't let me take a cab. You, you wouldn't lie about your age. And, and gosh, all those other dames, they just lie for the sake of lying. Well, if they're working, they're doing it just for a law. They don't need the dough. And they all got seven dates a week, and they're just crazy about the better things like poetry. Well, I like poetry. Then you probably do. And besides, you're a very comfortable person to be with. Well, look at me. I I I'm perfectly relaxed. If it should happen that I have holes in my socks, I wouldn't be ashamed. I know you'd understand. Yes, I, I think I would. Of course, it so happens that these are brand new socks. <laughs> What should it make to a man who's going to be famous someday? Me? Famous? How come? When, when you go to the Philippines and show them how to turn hemp into silk. Say, did I tell you about that? Well, sure you did on the subway. We were just coming into the 72nd Street Station. Gee, that's funny you should remember. Nobody else does. <sighs> Tell me, would you like to be famous, Mr. Rawson? Well, sure, why not? I'd like to walk into a hotel lobby and watch people recognize me and point me out. Oh, well, famous people get recognized everywhere, not just in hotel lobbies. I know, but every time I dream about being pointed out, it's always in the hotel lobby. Well, thanks for seeing me home. I'm just as honest as you are. I enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. See you tomorrow. Good night. Good night. Say, um... Uh, how about next Monday night? Suppose I drop by and pick you up. Oh, if it isn't too much trouble. Oh, we'll take the 7th Avenue subway instead of the 8th for variety. Oh, well, anything you say. We can switch off one Monday the 7th, the next the 8th. Say, that's... say, why should we make it tentative? Let's make it definite. All right, it's definite. It was definite like that for the next three months. He seemed to be getting pretty interested. My family was starting to make pointed remarks, and I was even a little hopeful myself. Until that Monday night when he showed up very late, very late and very excited. I made it, Bobby, I made it. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I got a letter from that company, and they'd given me a chance to make silk out of hemp. Bobby, I'm going to the Philippines. I couldn't help but feel glad for Rims, but still I felt all let down about us. Dad didn't say a single word. He didn't have to. I could see his eyes. But my sister Flory started working on me, saying I could hold rims if I wanted to, telling me what to do and what to say and how to trick him into staying. But I couldn't bring myself to do that. I just couldn't. Not until the night of his farewell party. Bobby, uh, let's get away from the crowd for a minute in, in the other room, huh? Of course. Uh, Bobby, I... I wanted to talk to you. What about Rims? Well, I, I just wanted to say you certainly have been wonderful to me. Oh, we did have a nice spring together, didn't we? You were certainly marvelous. Still, what I mean, well, maybe I, I can really do something big out there. It's my big chance, you see, and, well, 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 that's why I'm going. Oh, of course, Rims. I, I wish you all the luck in the world. Well, you don't sound very glad about it. What's the matter, Bobby? Oh, nothing, only... Oh, I'm so tired of everything, Rims. I'm I'm afraid I'm not very good company. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, Rims, dear. Yes? Well, what is it, sweetheart? Oh, Rims, it, it's going to be so difficult. What is? Oh, not having you here and having to marry somebody else. Well, you're getting married? Oh, well, a girl's got to get married sometimes, you know, while she's got chances. Yeah, I, I suppose you do get chances, all right. I... 
Uh, is there anybody in particular? Well, there's uh, Fred. Fred wants me to marry him, and he's awfully in love with me and very well off. And uh, I don't want to go on working forever. I see, yeah, I see. I, I didn't know you felt that way. Well, I... Well, I, I don't really. I was just... I was just joking. I wouldn't marry anybody. I wouldn't marry anybody, not even you. Well, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Oh, yes, you will. Please, I... do you really want me to? Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> sweetheart, I... I don't want anything else. Oh, but, but you're going to the Philippines. I certainly am not. The Philippines can go to the devil. There's enough silk in the world as it is. Oh, well, I wouldn't want you to give up your chance to be famous. Well, don't you worry. I'll be famous, all right. Sure. You know what's going to happen, honey? What? People will point me out on the street and say, there goes the husband of Mrs. Rosson. Oh, Rims. Oh, Rims. The second act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild play starring Jane Wyman, John Garfield, and Michael Raffetto will follow in a moment. were just like any other newlyweds. So excited and happy at being married that nothing else seemed to matter. We found a tiny apartment in Greenwich Village. It was over a garage and it had just a little makeshift kitchen, but the landlord had promised to build a real kitchen, and we promised to pay him $10 more a month. We thought we could afford that much. I'd kept my job and we were both working. At least we were till that Friday morning. Um, you see, Mrs. Rawson, this war in Europe, it's practically crippled our foreign business, so I'm afraid we'll have to start cutting down. And, well, we feel that where a husband is already working, I, I mean, uh, well, you understand, I'm sure. It's just a temporary measure, we hope, but I'm forced to give you notices of this week. Come on, Bobby. Cheer up a little. Baby, you mustn't take it so hard. Oh, Rims, we had such lovely plans. The kitchen and everything. Now, what'll we do? What'll we do? We'll celebrate, that's what. Celebrate? What for? Mostly because you lost your job. Rims, are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. From now on, that's what we'll do. Celebrate every bad break we get. Not the good ones. There won't be enough of those. Just the things that would crush most people. That's what the Rossons will celebrate. Who oh, rims? Don't you see? It's thumbing our noses at everything that's keeping us down. Don't you see that, honey? Yes. Yes, I do. And come on, get your hat on and we'll do the town. That was a nice idea, celebrating just the bad breaks. The only trouble was we started having so many things to celebrate. First, I caught a bad cold. That meant money for medicine. Then Rims tore his only good suit on a nail. And then the cupboard shelf gave away, and we had to buy a new set of dishes. But the worst was the day Rims phoned me from the office. Honey, how would you like to go out and celebrate tonight? Oh, darling, more bad news? Well, it seems that there were three more ships sunk this week. I don't exactly get the connection, but the boss just gave me a 10% cut. <laughs> much. I knew he was putting it on for me, but there was something in his eyes, something that kept telling me that I knew I ought to tell him. The letter from the Philippines offering him the job again. 
and what the doctor had told me that afternoon. All the tests had been positive. I was going to have a baby. It did the only thing I could think of. I asked the family over for dinner. I thought if we had some cold cuts and things, it might sort of seem like a celebration. Dad and Mother came with Flory, and we waited and waited, and neither Rims nor Willie showed up. 7.30 already. Where could they be? Oh, I hope nothing's happened to Rims. That's not what I'm hoping for Willie. Oh, I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. They just stopped off with some cigarettes, maybe got into a political discussion. After all, it's a presidential year. Just wait till that husband of mine shows up. I'll cut him up in such little pieces. I think they're here. Now, take it easy. Huh? Take it easy, huh? buddy. <laughs> Nobody here. Come on in. Come on in. We're safe. Hey, hey, you know what, Rims? Huh? When they get here, we'll ball them out for being late, huh? Yeah. Why can't people be on time? Ah, time. Time is relative. You know, I read a book Where once. Where Rims? Did, uh, you hear anything? Not a thing. Huh. Must be my conscience. <laughs> well, to continue. You just listen to me, Willie Sands. Hey, Rims, you know what? I don't think we're alone. Willie? Have you had a drink? Oh, frankly, Mother, I'm too drunk to remember. <laughs> when I get you home... Now, please, please, Lori. When we get him home, we'll tuck him into bed with honors. These boys are wonderful. I haven't seen a real drunk since repeal. <laughs> Good old Pop, the understanding heart. Sorry we couldn't tell you with us, Pop. We made the rounds of all the hotel lobbies, just as an experiment, you understand. I wanted to see how many people recognized me and pointed me out. Now, Rims. And who recognized me? Who? No one. Not a soul. Oh, oh Rims. In one place, a house detective did. <laughs> and why should they? Why should anyone? Who am I? What have I done? I, I, I'm just a guy who missed the boat on everything. Oh, Rims. Oh, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> Don't cry. He'll be all right. Just make him put his head under the pump. Come, Mother. Come, Flory. We'll pour Willie into a cab and take him home. Rims, how do you feel, darling? I think I'll live. A little while back, I was seeing you double. You were both beautiful. Oh, thanks. Rims, didn't you think your wife was good enough to get drunk with? Oh, well, you know, you're the ginger ale girl. And besides, Willie was so handy. Do you feel like eating? I'm having enough trouble just breathing. Well, at least you can take this hot coffee. Yeah, I think maybe I... Whoops! I'm sorry. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. We won't need it anymore. Why not? I don't have to swear off coffee, too. We can't stay here, Rims. We're behind last month's rent, and we can't pay this month. I'm going to speak to the folks tomorrow. I'm going to ask them to let us come live with them. Holy cats! I've lived in whole bedrooms, but at least they were my own. How did all this happen to me? Did I ever bother anybody? Who's got it in for me? Holy what? Do you think I'm happy going back to the folks? You think they'll be happy? I don't know. I don't know. Well, all right, then. Don't take that 10%. Tell Martin you'll quit. Sure, I'm indispensable to Martin's. Listen, they fire me and their stock goes up. Well, if you're just going to sit there with that attitude... Look, I hate that job at Martin's. I hate all those jobs. There's only one thing I want to do, and that... Oh, what's the use? Forget it. It's not as easy as that. Rims, I've got some news for you. That Philippine job, it's still open. Well, how do you know? They sent you a letter. When? A few weeks ago. Well, why didn't you tell me? Where's the letter? I tore it up. Tore it up? You tore it up? 
Why? I, I was afraid I'd lose you. Oh, afraid I'd take the job and run out on you. Well, you don't have to worry about that. I, I'm trapped. Grim. Well, I didn't mean that, Bobby. I, it's just that a married guy, well, well, you know, it, it sort of closes in on you. I mean, oh, let's not talk about it. You, you got a kiss for your old man? Yes, Rim. No, no, that's more like my girl. Rims, I've been thinking. Maybe we'd be happier. It's worked with lots of people. Maybe we... If we want. Oh, well, maybe if we had a baby. A baby that would be just ours. Hey, Bobby, use your head. It's simple arithmetic. We haven't got enough to get along on now. Well, there are millions of people with even less than us, and they're getting along. They're living and having babies. Well, and... I don't call that living. By the skin of your teeth. Bobby, we'd be crazy. Say, Kitty. Are you? Well, yes, I... No. No, I'm not. I can't do it. I can't go through with it. What do you mean? I was roping you in. That's what I mean. I thought I might keep you if I told you I was... Oh, you were roping me in. Yes, but I won't do it. I won't keep you that way. I won't trick you again the way I tricked you into marrying me. What are you talking about? Well, I tricked you. That's what I said. I tricked you. There wasn't any fella named Fred. There wasn't anyone who wanted to marry me. Holy cats. Holy cats! So, now you know, and I'm glad. I couldn't keep it in me any longer. Holy cats! And you were the dame I fell in love with because she was so honest. The dame who wouldn't lie about her age. Or wouldn't let me take a care of the dame I could even show the holes in my socks. Roped in. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, we can wash it all clean. Just figure you're single and you were never tricked. We never met. You never took me bowling. You can go to the Philippines. There's nothing or nobody to stop you. You're free. Say, what is this, another trick? I've told you the truth so you could clear out and go. Now, why don't you? What's keeping you? I'm going, all right. Where's my coat? And you were talking about having a kid. Well, all I can say is we're pretty lucky. Yeah, pretty lucky. Roped in. I ought to have my head examined. Good night. Bobby... How long has it been since you saw Rim? Just a week, Dad. He's sailing for the Philippines tonight. They told me at the office. Oh, don't feel bad about it. I'll be all right. You know, Bobby, there's nothing wrong with you two. Not a thing that a thousand dollars wouldn't cure. The biggest thousand dollars anybody didn't have. Well, I thought go back to the office for a while. Got to finish that job for Mr. Martin. <laughs> went to the movies. I sat there and tried to turn my mind off until the doorbell rang and when I opened the door... Hello, Bobby. Rim. Kid, I've um, got a little bad news for you. Your uh, your father's been hurt. Well, not much. It's not serious. You can see for yourself. All right, Max, bring him in. Right. Now take it easy, Mr. Halliday. Oh, Dad, what's happened? What is it? Nothing, Bobby. Nothing at all. Max, will you help me to my room? Right down the hall. Okay. But you've got to take it easy and slow down. Grims, what in the world? He was down at Martin's. He was in the elevator and it fell. The doctor said he's just shaken up. Nothing broken. What were you doing at Martin's? I thought... Oh, I just had a stop on my way to the boat. I wanted to pick up some stuff I'd left there. Mr. Rawson, uh, he wants you to come in and help him undress. Sure, Mac. Uh, Excuse me, Bobby. You you know, miss, it's funny about that elevator. Funny? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm the night watchman. I'm responsible. So while the doc was going over with your father, I I sort of had to look around. Did you 
Did you find anything out of the ordinary? Oh, I'll say I did. Why, them cables was cut. Almost all the way through. All right, Bobby. You can come in. Oh, Dad. He's all right, Bobby. In a couple of days, he'll be as good as new. Maybe better for having a rest. Dad, why did you do it? Do what? You know that wasn't an accident. What are you talking about? Why did you, Dad? Look, uh, I'm tired. Uh, I need some sleep. Oh, Dad. Dad, you could have been killed. I, I thought of that. I hope that you and Rims and maybe the insurance money, it's, it's $2,000. Holy cats. You, you did a thing like that? Another failure. Rims, I'm, I'm sorry that I held you up. Well, that's right. If you're both sailing at 12... Both? Sailing? Say, what kind of a guy do you think I am? But Rims... Look, if any guy did what he did just to keep two kids together, then nothing, nothing in the world can keep us apart. And listen, nobody has to try and bump themselves off for us. I'll find something to do, and if that doesn't pan out, I'll find something else. And if we don't get to the Philippines this year, we'll get there next. And if we don't get there next, well, what the heck with Saturday's children? We've got a long way to go. We're young, and that's enough guarantee for the future. Oh, but darling... And don't you give me any argument. Gosh, kid, it's been awful. I haven't seen you for a whole week. Oh, Rims, dear, I... I've told everyone we're separated. What are the neighbors going to say? Who cares? Let him say it. Oh, shut up. Screen Guild players will present Outward Bound. It will star David Niven, Dame May Whitty, and Henry Wilcoxon. Be sure to listen. John Garfield will soon be seen in the Enterprise production Body and Soul. Jane Wyman will soon be seen in Robert Riskin's production Magic Town. Saturday's Children was produced and directed by Bill Lawrence, adapted by Harry Cronman, and was presented through the courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures, whose latest release is Cheyenne, starring Jane Wyman and Dennis Morgan. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. 